0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the Must not take yourself too seriously, and six-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, "Hey. <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rina, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Welcome to Thursday's solo episode. This was supposed to be last week's episode, but I never got a chance to record it because I woke up Wednesday morning extremely nauseous. I thought I was just... You know how sometimes you wake up and you're really hungry, like out of nowhere? I thought that's what it was. So I made myself get into the shower and then I realized oh, this is not going away, started dry heaving in the shower, um, put on some pajamas, like just comfy clothes that I would bring Milo to school in, and um, puked in my bathroom sink. And I just left it there. My husband was downstairs getting Milo ready. I left it there, went back into bed, and I told my husband, like, I cannot take my little school like I can't do anything so I laid in bed I decided I should get up and get a bucket to put beside the bed just in case so I went into Milo's bathroom grabbed his little like tin garbage can on my way back to my bed I like went to the floor with the bucket and was just like rage vomiting for five minutes Filled the bottom of the bucket, which is so like, you know, when you feel like you have absolutely nothing in your stomach, like I had just woke up, I felt empty inside, yet I still had all this stuff apparently to throw up. So I was like, what the hell? Like, I didn't eat anything out of the ordinary. My husband was like, have you been taking like new supplements? No, I had not. Just the same stuff that I always take. Um, So weird. So after that i took some gravel i basically slept on and off all day on wednesday never started to feel better um the nausea went away went away with the Gravol, and then i was taking a little bit of pepto-bismol so i was like a write-off all day wednesday that's when i was supposed to record the solo episode Um, Never got around to doing it. So I put up an older episode last Thursday about how to fight with your partner. Great, valuable episode. Good information in there. Um, But yeah, so that's why there wasn't a new episode last week. And the, the, the next like two or three days after, so like Thursday, Friday and Saturday, I was still a little bit nauseous. Like my appetite was weird. I only wanted to eat like carb things like noodles and bread. Um, so yeah, I had like craft dinner and I don't know. It was just so weird. And then on Saturday, my nausea was a lot better. We went to Charlie Goss's clothing swap in Oakville. Um, randomly, she is the guest on Tuesday's episode of this week. So go listen to that if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, I like almost fainted. I had never in my life. Have I had that feeling in my head where like I was like stumbling on my feet. Like I thought I was going to fall over. I've never felt that way before. And I, then it started to freak me out. Like I was scared for the rest of the day. Like I was gonna fall over. And then on Sunday, my husband and I go shopping And I was like, don't like leave me alone. Like if I went into a store, I'd be like, okay, if I don't come back out, like come find me. I'm on the floor because it was so scary. So anyways, I'm still like lightheaded, just like feeling off. And so, yeah, I'm hoping to get my blood work done soon. But yay, healthcare system. I called to make an appointment and I can't actually talk to my doctor until next week. And they were like, we'll leave her a note. Maybe she'll just send you the requisition to be able to go get your blood work done. But if she doesn't, then you'll have a phone appointment with her in a week. Like, oh, thanks. I'm just going to live this week dizzy and lightheaded and not normal. Like, why can't I just go freaking get my blood taken? Drive me insane. The whole way that family practices, function now is so off. Like, it doesn't make sense. They don't want you to go to a clinic. You can't go see someone else or else they'll, like, kick you off their roster. But you're going to wait a week to be able to talk to your daughter, doctor, your daughter, (laughs) your doctor just to be able to get blood work. Make it make sense. Like, it makes no sense. Actually, I saw a TikTok from a family physician in Ontario. I saved it. I'm going to share it in my stories. And she explained like why, why it is the way that it is. And it's, oh, it's so frustrating. So yay. Anyways, okay, let's get into this week's topic. Okay, the title of this episode is Kids, Boring Routines, and Falling Out of Love. And the inspiration for this topic came about after listening to one of Jay Shetty's um, episodes. So his podcast is called On Purpose. Highly recommend. I just started listening to it recently and I love it. So he had an episode called Six Reasons We Fall Out of Love and Six Changes We Can Make to Keep Our Relationship Flourishing. Okay, It was so eye-opening and all of the issues or feelings that I have in my marriage right now, I was like, wow, all these things that he's talking about. Like, we need to do these things. And so he was talking about it just in terms of any romantic relationship. Um, But I was thinking about it, obviously, as I was listening to him talk, I was thinking about it with regard to, like, marriage after kids. And how, after having kids, the things that he talks about becomes very difficult, Um, so I'm going to go through the six things that he talked about and just share my experience with that and kind of like, this is almost like therapy for me. I'm going to be kind of like brainstorming how my husband and I can incorporate doing these things that he recommends and that, oh my God, like we all need to do. Okay. So the first thing, like why people fall out of love And for me, like, I don't think it's like, oh, I don't love this person anymore. It's like your relationship drastically changes from before, how it was before you had kids. So when I think back to what my husband and I's relationship was like compared to what it is now, it's so different. And yeah, well, the title says it all, like boring routines. It's like you're living the same life over and over. COVID, obviously we lived in a pandemic for years and that really affected people's relationships as well. We kind of got used to sitting at home and doing the same thing over and over again and not having new experiences, which is the first thing that he talks about. So number one is we stop learning new things about each other. So he talked a lot about how we stop having or like experiencing new things together and the reason why it's important what he explained is you learn new things about your partner when you go through new experiences like you have new things to talk about you like It just keeps the relationship fresh. And the other day, like my mom was here watching Milo all day. She's like, oh, yeah, go like go shopping. We wanted to look for patio furniture, whatever it was. And I'm like, oh, my God, why every single time someone is going to watch Milo like my mom or my husband's mom, whatever? and we want to get a regular babysitter like that's something that like I already have her number and we're gonna plan to you know every month like have a date night like plan something out so why every time we have childcare we like go to the mall we go to home sense we go to Home Depot we or like we'll go for dinner or we'll do both or go for lunch whatever why like Find something new to do, like go do something where you're actually experiencing something together. You're not just like walking around a mall. Oh, it drives me nuts. So anyways, my idea that I gave my husband was that what we should do is every month we plan a date, whether it be during the day or it can be in the evening It can vary like month to month and then we take turns. So every month, you know, like this month I'll plan the date and it'll be kind of like a surprise for my husband. Like I'm going to plan something out and then the next month it'll be my husband's turn to plan something out like a new experience, like whatever it might be. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. So I think that's what we're going to try to start doing um, because we fall into these routines and I've noticed it so much since living quarantine life where it's like and kids have routines. So kids come with very specific routines that as a parent you want to stick to because if you don't all hell breaks loose. So You find yourself all of a sudden in this like very mundane routine. It's like we wake up, we have our coffee together while the news is playing on the TV and then Milo gets up, we get him ready, I leave, drive Milo to school, I come home, I work all day, my husband comes home from work, I go pick up Milo, then we have dinner and we like play or do whatever. I've started to keep the TV off after um, school and I love it. It's just like less sensory um, like stimulation going into my ears. So love that. Now that the weather's nicer, like we'll go outside, whatever, just for a little bit. And then um, we get into bath time, bedtime routine, Milo goes to bed. My husband and I go downstairs. We sit on the couch. We put on our show and that's it. And then I go to bed early. I read my book. I turn on my sound machine. I go to bed, wake up. Let's do the exact same thing over and over and over and over and over. And it's like, oh my God, we need to get out of this. But it is hard when you have kids. And like I was telling my husband, like if we are not, intentional about it. I feel like before we had kids, you could be very sporadic and spontaneous and just like, oh, you're off this weekend. Let's go here. Like, let's just book a hotel. Go here. You have to be very much like you need to plan it out and be intentional. Like I need to actually like I asked Milo's school, like, is there a teacher that would like be interested in babysitting like regularly? I had to actually... Be intentional, and we're going to have to plan it out. And it's a lot more work than what it used to be. So it's very easy to just live that same routine, that same life every day. And it's not that I'm unhappy, but I think our relationship suffers. Not that like we're fighting or like nothing like that, but it's like. There's no growth. There's no excitement. There's no learning new things about each other. So that's number one. Number two is that we stop talking about vulnerable or meaningful things. And this is accurate. Um, And again, it's we're in this routine and we never really take time to like break out of this routine to have a meaningful conversation obviously if there's something like really important that's like pressing um that will come up but for the most part when you have children it's like your conversations and what you're talking about is very much logistical it's like how can we function as a family like who is gonna drive Milo tomorrow oh like last night we're talking about me bringing my husband's car to the car place because he has to get his brakes redone or whatever like it's very like what do we need I'm going to Walmart today on my lunch break like do you need anything from Walmart uh like it's it's all logistics which like yeah, that's important. Talking about logistics is important. Um, But when do you carve out the time to actually be like, let's not have any distractions. We don't have our phones. The TV is off. Like, fuck the TV. Um, Let's sit and have a conversation about something meaningful. Like, And I always try, like I'm, I think this way all the time, but like my husband's not really a talker, but I like to talk about things like that. Like what, like what are your hopes and dreams for the next five years? Like what do you like see for our family? Like what do you want to be doing? If there was anywhere in the world that you could travel to right now, like all expenses paid for, where would it be? Like I love talking about things like that, but. When, when do we do it? You need to be intentional and actually set aside time. Otherwise, you don't do it. And the thing is, like, here's another thing. After Milo goes to bed is when we would most likely talk about things like this. But we're both exhausted by that point. And, like, we're so set in this routine of, like, that is just relaxed time. I don't really want to sit and have a conversation. I just want to chill, turn off my brain. Like, I've been talking all day. My husband's been talking all day. We've been, like, on. We want to just shut down and relax. So, going back to point number one, you need to then carve out time to be able to spend together where you can have these conversations like maybe your new experience is like going on a hike or like walking a trail and at that same time you're going to talk about x y and z um so yeah Okay, number three, I won't really get into. Listen to his episode if you want to hear what he has to say, but it's basically having systems for arguments or how to fight, which I talked a lot about um, last week on the solo episode. So it's basically not being reactive, but actually um, being intentional about having discussions about, you know issues that may come up. So I will leave it at that and move on to number four, which is we are not emotionally available. Okay. And I'll be honest, I listened to this episode. Um, I'm going to link it in the episode notes and I made my husband listen to it like a couple days later when we were driving, um, we had like a half hour drive and I made him listen to it. And then he started talking about not being emotionally available. And he was like, What does that even mean? So I was doing a little bit of research on what being emotionally available or unavailable actually means. And I like this quote. So this is from OprahDaily.com. And it says, If someone is emotionally unavailable, it suggests that a person consciously or subconsciously creates a wall that prevents them from being intimate with another person. So that is from Jill Sylvester. She's a mental health counselor. So I think in short, it's just not being vulnerable with the other person. Now, I think once you become a parent, especially if you have little kids, life life can be so chaotic that it's difficult to have the time again to have these meaningful conversations to actually sit down and be vulnerable because again the logistics of things takes over and that becomes the most important because it's like we gotta get the laundry done so that milo has his stuff for daycare tomorrow uh who's making the snack for the car ride to school like you know, whatever it might be in your family. It's like you need to get all the logistical things done. So things are kept on a very surface level, um, which is not like in a romantic partner, you want to have deep conversations. You want to, like, that's the person that you want to share things with. So I just found this quote from, what's her name? Natasha Adamo. Okay, so she has this article on emotional availability and it says emotional availability is being able to consistently feel your way through difficult, undesirable or painful emotions, both within yourself and in others. You don't avoid, dismiss or run away from these feelings, nor do you allow them to dictate your actions. You're able to be kind to yourself And remain in a non-reactive state. So some traits of being emotionally available are that you're self-aware, you're able to self-reflect, you have fears, you feel shame, you feel insecure at times, but you don't live your life through those feelings. Um, They are vulnerable, they can admit when they're uncomfortable, unsure, or sad, They are kind and patient with themselves. Okay, so I just found this little meme from integrativepsych.co. And it says, is he emotionally available? So here are some signs that your partner is emotionally available. They are stable and present, a good listener, able to hear and take in feedback. You feel understood when you talk to them. They can engage in adult conversations about the future, and you feel secure in your relationship. Anyways, this is an interesting topic. I feel like I need to have an expert come on and talk about this. Okay, in the interest of time, I will move on to number five. So number five is division of chores and responsibilities. So I'm not going to talk a lot about this because you have to get the book Fair Play by Eve Rodsky, you also have to listen to episode 183 of this podcast. It is the one where I spoke with Laura Danger. She is that darn chat on TikTok. Absolutely love her content and her message about the division of labor in the home. Basically, you don't want someone to be the default person that ends up doing everything. You need to have clear guidelines in place for who is doing what. um, What can you expect of your partner? Okay, number six is not addressing important issues. And I can relate to this because even if something is bothering me or like I want to talk about something, it's almost like there's never a good time to bring it up because as I said, after Milo goes to bed, it's not like I want to sit and have this like super important conversation. I just want to turn my brain off and chill and go to bed. And then during the day, like we're both working weekends, we're busy doing family stuff. Um, and then, yeah, if we do have alone time, we spend it going to the mall and just like distracting ourselves, looking at toddler clothes like, okay. Renee. See, I told you like I'm learning so much stuff, but it's frustrating. So not addressing important issues is obviously a problem. Um, If you don't make the time to like intentionally talk about things, it's never going to happen because you just like days go by, weeks go by, and you're just not bringing up this thing that is bothering you. And I also think Talking about important things um, can be like we procrastinate on it because it can be uncomfortable. Like it's uncomfortable to bring up something like whether it be serious or something that's bothering you. It's uncomfortable. So you're like, "Eh, I'll just not bring it up. And then time passes and maybe you forget about it. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're super irritable and it comes back up again and you're like, and then it just gets worse and worse and worse until you freaking blow up um, and have like a meltdown, an adult version of a meltdown. So, yeah, all these things like we need to work on. I highly recommend to go listen to Jay's episode and you will probably have similar feelings as I did. Um, It's like, God, why do we stop putting in effort into our relationship once we have kids? Like, kids are very distracting and they are attention suckers. They, like, if we're out, like, even if we go for dinner with Milo, like, do you think we're actually able to have a conversation? No, we're like focusing on Milo a hundred percent or talking about milo or whatever so i'm starting to realize now how important it is to like he talks about the the relationship as a garden is it him that talked about that i don't know or you know what i'm thinking about a different guy who's actually a functional medicine guy that was saying that your gut is like a garden so never mind guys okay never mind the garden thing oh no no, no. maybe he did say it's like. It's like a plant or like you need to water it. You need to actually take care of the plant. You can't just like, oh, OK, we're married now. We have a kid. So our relationship, you know, we don't have to work on it anymore. We don't have to, you know, put effort into it or water the plant, as he would say. So anywho, something to think about or many things to think about um, as we kind of try and implement these changes in our relationship, I'll keep you updated on how it goes. So first up, we got to get a regular babysitter and actually make time and plan out dates and new experiences to do that are not walking around the goddamn mall. So there's that. That's how we're starting Anywho, thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't already, please rate, review, subscribe, follow, where, you know, whatever they tell you to do on the platform that you're listening on. Send it to friends. Like, we need to grow this show and take over the world. So can you send an episode to a friend and be like, listen to this episode, okay? Um, share it on Instagram. Share it on TikTok. Whatever, whatever, whatever. You guys are the best, so I hope you have a good evening. I hope you get to relax, and I hope your children sleep all night.